Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Lucky Few podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Mercedes, Micah, and Heather. And today it's just the three of us opening up about our feelings throughout this back to school season, how our children are doing and so much more. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Lucky Few podcast. Okay, ladies, I'm finally back in school now. I feel like (laughs) I feel like we waited till after Labor Day. And I feel like now I'm catching up to the rest of the mom world of having kids and doing school stuff. Um, Are you back yet, Micah? I'm finally back. Yes, you're finally finally back back too. (laughs) We're as we record this, we're four days in. Mm -hmm. So and uh, believe it or not, it's a half day today because the temperature <laughs> is above 90. This is a thing. Whoa. I didn't Are notice you a snow thing. day? It's not a <laughs> oh snow gosh. day. Because I lived in Redlands for a year, right, Heather? Are you going to talk about You guys, about first, well, first of all, <laughs> I am. I started second semester of school. This today is second our second semester. Wild. She's halfway out. <laughs> we're halfway done with the school year. Do you need Christmas? We're not really, you guys. But we're more than a month in. And every day it is between 90 like the high is a hundred 100 degrees almost every day that we've been back in school over 90 for sure we have not had a day where it's under 90 and yeah you pick these kids up at three in the afternoon and it's like please tell me you sat in the shade for lunch like where are you sitting <laughs> yeah. they're not even like indoors in an ac eating lunch everyone's no. outside it's 100 degrees their lunch is spoiled. It's gross. Southern California <laughs> builds a different breed of child. It's Seriously. So they're so tough. They can, but we did skin have... doesn't burn in fires. They just are like, <laughs> oh my God. We're basically like firefighters. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> we, we did have a rainstorm though. And truly did say out loud, my middle daughter, truly, she said, oh, are they going to cancel school? Oh, God bless you. But that is no more ridiculous than Mike is school to be canceled for 90 degrees. It is that the is same, really cute. but different. I don't, I, I do not understand. I do not understand, but they, yeah, I got a whole phone call yesterday from the machine being like tomorrow, it will be above 90 degrees. Therefore. So I don't know. That's what's what happening. Call that. So there's like a snow day. And is this like a hot a day? heat, a heat index, high heat index day or something like that. Okay. Weather. Mm-hmm. Who knew my favorite too in California? Like you look at the weather and it's like, oh, cool, it's gonna be a hundred. Oh, and the air quality is the worst. Okay. <laughs> like September, I swear to you, nine to ten months out of the year, it is just <laughs> heavenly here. And September is the pits. Everyone is around here in the inland empire, which is where I live, the inland empire. It's the same story every year. It is a little bit warmer. I think that's called global warming, which is yeah. something I believe in. Uh, oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. controversial. <laughs> global warming. Just lay it all out. You went there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so much. Okay, we are going to talk about school, but before we do that, I'm going to jump in and read a review from another one of our amazing listeners. This is from Lindsay Ann123, who says, 
I am thankful for the real and honest conversation on this podcast. It helps me to feel like I'm not alone in raising a son with Down syndrome. I really appreciate the episode on Down syndrome adoption and helped to solidify that God was indeed calling us to pursue this. <gasps> Yay. Good job. Thank you, Lindsay and one, two, three for sharing that. And don't forget listeners, if you would like to leave a review for the show on Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast, maybe next week we'll read yours out loud. And we really, as always are so humbled and honored and grateful for all your love and support. You guys are the jam. I agree. <laughs> Me too. I agree too. Yay. Okay, let's dive in to this topic. Now, I have a question for you ladies, and I wanted to ask one in front of the other because like, oh, which one do I want to hear the most about? But I feel like this question is twofold of how are each of you slash your child doing this starting of the school year? Don't you feel like it's kind of combined? Like how my kid is doing really is just how emotionally I'm then doing too. And like mentally. So I'm only a week in, we started last Tuesday and, um, it's going good. So I had a couple days where I'm like, how am I homeschooling? And what am I doing with brave? Which is they sprinkle from time to time in the mix a little bit every week. I sprinkle that in. What am I doing? And how is brave here right now in the mix of this? <laughs> He's such a toddler right now. And then we have magical days where it's all flowing. Great. The kids are doing their homework that we have planned for that day without like any pushback. And I'm like, this is why we're doing it. So I feel like, um, I'm feeling the most prepared I have out of any homeschool year. I bought a curriculum. I bought all this stuff for the curriculum. I had it by the time we started and that was just everything. So, so far I'm feeling good. Feeling good. That's amazing. I, I watched your story. Was it a story or was it a post on your Instagram Mercedes where you gave a tour of your classroom Oh yeah, and it was so great. I really, I feel like I, I can picture your life so much more now. And I love how you, the, you even showed us what was in the drawers and the pillows that everybody sits on. And yes. I feel like good. I know our, and even cause I parent them, I feel like I know our areas of tension. So I really tried to like, think of that as like, I'm like, okay, in our teaching setting, if I want an hour to go really well, what will that have to look like? And so I bought the tools for it, you know, and, um, I'm, I'm excited about this year. Like I said, I'm only a weekend. So give me grace, but so far so good. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're doing extracurricular stuff outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, swimming, which is called, uh, waterworks. And, um, I chose them because they're gonna do all the beginning stages and prep the kids to be on a swim team. Hey, yo, truly star. Um, so I really want to help, I guess, not push, but help the children want to pursue that more swimming. So, um, that's going to be their sport for this semester, hopefully for the year, if they like it. And then we do an enrichment center where they go two days a week for three hours 
to uh, STEAM, first and second grade STEAM class. Sunny has a one-on-one aid. Um, and then Shepherd's in the TK or yeah, the preschool TK class. And then I do what I want guys, Woo! Woo! <laughs> which is sometimes grocery stop shopping, looking at brave for longer than two <laughs> seconds, <laughs> three hours, just eye contact. Just upon eye, him. Intense eye contact. I love you. You're not hard in a toddler. <laughs> so for the kid issues, but yeah, so that's really exciting to have happen. Drop off. That is exciting. Mm-hmm. I love that. Good work, Mercedes, Laura. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll share. Yeah. What have, what I've been doing. Okay. So, uh, this is a a Wednesday. Ace has been in school Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday. And let me make an announcement. This is the first time that Ace has ever been in school longer than four hours at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. And he has moved from four hours to seven hours a day. And it is just a miracle from on high. There's like golden sprinkles falling from the heavens on me. And I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel blessed. (laughs) So it was, you know, I, so I've talked a little bit about how I've really struggled since Ace was born with my writing career because I felt like I was in a space where I kind of had it figured out um, before he was born. And even though at that point, Brooksy was in preschool and August was in elementary school. So Brooksy's days were still short. I had childcare that worked in the afternoons, So I was working like a pretty good day um, mm-hmm. every day and was getting the writing done that I felt like was the right fit for me. And then when ACE came around, I sort of was like, okay, I need to pause and figure this out for a little bit. So I paused the writing. And then a year later, I was like, I'm still paused. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've never been able to figure out how to really do what I was doing before. And my writing has been sort of like in, in fits and starts and little snippets and, um, So I feel like this is a new moment for me. Mm. All my kids are in school, Ace is in school and he's doing, he's thriving. And I have the space and time to really, uh, put my butt in the chair and like make something happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited for that. That's great. I love that. Mm -hmm. So exciting. I don't even want to talk. <laughs> ah, well, you've also been in school the longest. So and you I- have <laughs> shared. You've shared. I've already and- shared. So things have only gotten worse, increasingly so. I'm going to read this quote. I, there's this man. His name is author on Instagram. His Sorry, name, his name is, is Aaron. <laughs> his name is Aaron Wright. On Instagram, he's author Aaron Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. And he has an autistic child and he is a dad who's an advocate for inclusion. And he wrote, I will never truly know how the trauma my daughter endured in school felt to her just as she will never truly know how the trauma of fighting for access felt to me. And I feel that, like Whoa. I read that and it like, <clears throat> like got a knot in my throat because it could not be more true for where we're at right now with school. Like I, Josh and I are constantly back and forth about, are we, by sending our kids to school every day, are we, are we creating more trauma in their life? 
and and I know like therapists will talk about like big tree T trauma, little T trauma. This maybe this is probably little T trauma in the grand scheme of things, but it I feel like I'm in like this traumatic space in life. It's mm-hmm. so heavy. Like we're not sleeping. Josh and I aren't sleeping good. We don't know what to do. Um, it's so layered mm-hmm. and also a little complicated because it's like I want to be a good team player. Mm-hmm. Um let me rephrase that. It's important to be a good team player when you have, when we're trying to do what we're doing and to be working together. That's the same thing, being a good team player. And then I have a space, a presence in social media or like a podcast. So how much can I share? How much is it should be shared or not? Which is a good question always to be asking ourselves about our lives Mm -hmm. and our kids. So like, I don't even know who's going to listen to this podcast. I don't want to like throw people under the bus, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so where do we get, so we're going to, we're most likely like 90% sure we're switching schools for Mason okay. to a different middle school, mm-hmm. which I, I found out, did I share this story yet about the other middle school? You did. Yes. Yes. That they're like, Oh, we have an inclusion program. Here? Yeah. What? Yeah. Five <laughs> minutes away. Oh, why there's a middle school just, with an inclusion why program. Why just go over there? What about the what? inclusive school? <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, but that also like, she's starting to settle, you know, she's been in school for over a month. She's made some relationships and she's starting to settle into where she's at. So now we pick her up and move her and it's hard to know what the best choice is, you know, to do that. But we're pursuing that. So we'll have an IEP meeting with, but everything takes, everything takes eons in the IEP world. So we went on a Wednesday. It was like, can we to tour it? This was two weeks ago can we start tomorrow? Like, can we just do this? The sooner we do it, the better. And now we're waiting for all the powers that be to be able to find a t- time to meet. Um, and that's still not on the calendar. So that's stupid. And then you guys, Augie. So August is like, he's the kid that's supposed to be the easy one in these scenarios. <laughs> like it's August and he just can do the things. And the first few weeks of school were really hard. We, well, we had a few moments where it's like, August is in the principal's office and mostly because he will listen to her. Like she's like an ally. She feels like an ally. She was around with Macy last or in fifth grade. Um, and she's really for what we're, what we're about. And she's really for August and his success. Mm-hmm. Like, I really believe that about her and we have a good relationship and a good rapport. And so he'll be in her office and she'll be like, he ran out of class today. You know, he, he has an aide in his class that's there as a support for him, but not as a one-on-one. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like written weird in his IEP on, on purpose. Cause I don't know that he needs a, a one-on-one, but he needs an extra adult in the classroom for support. Um, and so there was a sub, of course, the first three weeks of school, there were subs in and out of that position. And <laughs> We're just getting a, get phone calls here and there. Not a lot of communication with the teacher. I keep emailing the teacher like, hey, we like little things. And every time she respond back and say, I'm still getting to know my students. Okay. Like I, I can respect and appreciate that. You know, like, thank you for letting me know we're, we're only these many, this many days in. I'm still getting to know my students. Very, very little communication, very little. And then one day after like the fifth or sixth time that we got a call that August was in the principal's office and Josh had to go pick him up because he was so um, worked up and under the desk and refusing to move. And so Josh that day, like after seeing August in that situation, called a meeting that was on a Monday, Friday of that week is the earliest we could meet. 
with his special ed teacher, which mm-hmm. he gets 45 minutes of pull out for um, SAI, special academic instruction mm-hmm. or RSP, it used to be called resource. Mm-hmm. Um, that teacher and then his gen ed teacher and the principal. And basically it's a such, it's already turned into too long of a story, but we basically were painted a picture of a little boy who is like disruptive, disrespectful, violent, like times where they've had to remove students from the classroom to keep them safe from August. He's throwing books, he's kicking over trash cans, he's screaming at people, he's shaking his fists and running out of the class, he's hiding under the desk. Hmm. We're like, I'm sorry, who? Like, right. who are you talking right. about? You know, who is this child? And not, and I know they're telling the truth. I know they're not lying. I know that he's not, these behaviors aren't things that he can't do, you know? But it's so out of character for him. Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, how stressed is he? Yeah. What's and happening before happening? What's building up to that? And there's so many things that I can share, not on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's so, it's so tricky. Well, and also we were three and a half weeks into school when we had that meeting. And I, this was the first I'd heard of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm so sorry, you guys. I don't, I don't give a rip how much you're trying to get to know your students. If a student is behaving this way, you talk to the parent. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need you to tell me every time he pees. Like, I, I need to know if he's being violent. Like if right. you're at one point, the teacher was in tears. I'm like, he's bringing, he's making you cry. Like, can we, right. uh, so we, so then we're trying to figure out what to, oh, so then it's like, okay, when is this happening? Well, it always happens before math. Oh, are his assignments being modified? No. Hmm, Oh, are the modifications and adaptations on page 15 of his IEP in place? No, none of them. Hmm. Zero modifications that are like, does he have a transition? Like, have you done a social story for transitions? No. Is there like a, an if then board? No. Does he have a token board? No. Does he have like this, a number line on his desk for math? No, Hmm. it was, I, so then we're like, well, then we're not going to send him. Right. We're not sending him to school till these are in place. Yeah. So we didn't for a day and then they put things in place and it's been back and forth. So we are, um, also I was very excited, Micah, for the first time in 13 years of having kids in school, seven hours a day. This was Augie's mm-hmm. first time too, but we're back to four hours a day. We're picking him up halfway through the day. Mm-hmm. And just for a little while, we'll be we get things figured out. But I, my concern is my biggest concern right now is that now a narrative about a child who is bad and disruptive and disrespectful and unkind and out of control has been created for his yeah, teachers right. and his peers. And right. he's living into that too, right? Mm-hmm. Like these patterns. Yeah. And he does, it's almost like, I don't know if we need a different teacher. Um, like there's so many slate. things on the table. Yeah. Like, the clean slate. Cause it is for our kiddos not to lump them all together, but to know about if something has happened the first time is so imperative because it can become a routine. Yep. Okay. Right. The cup is on the table. When I'm done with it, I smack it off the table. Yep. You know, like right. it, things like become mm-hmm. for some reason, a habit, a routine. And this is how I react when this happens. And so I feel that frustration of like, why is it? I might just now hearing about this. It's so imperative for this yeah. student to be parents to be told immediately when there's a negative behavior. Yeah. We needed to nip it. And I we communicated that. Like if you had told us ahead of time, we could have avoided a lot of this. And now I don't even know how to undo it. Like that's where we're at. You know, like, what do you, what do you think? 
and the communication, the principal communicates a ton. The teachers, it's like crickets. I'm like, you guys, how, so I don't trust them. I don't know if they're for August. I don't know if they, I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they think, what they like, what they don't like. It's like, is it because they're trying to be too nice? Do you ever get that feeling? Like, okay, let me know. Like, sometimes I will say like, oh, let me know if, um, this is an example. Let me know if there's anything I need to come alongside you with, with Sunny, right? So this mm-hmm. was last year and then nothing really. Oh, okay. No, she did great today. No, you know what? She was really good today. Okay, great. And then at the end of the year, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to really kind of try and fight for a one-on-one. A, what do you guys think? You know, does she even really need it? I, I know we didn't have any problems. And then it was like, Oh no, you know, that would be probably really helpful because she doesn't do well during in, in, like during changes that would be really helpful because you know sometimes she takes longer to do this while we've all moved on you know I'm like oh okay why am I just now hearing about this yeah this this would go under that category of is there anything I need to do like I feel like right like you asked your questions Heather and Mm -hmm. they were like oh no I'm still getting to know my students I love them all I'm so sweet blah 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 and then to then she's crying and being like, yeah. he's like this. Why mm-hmm. is there no in between? Or what are you not saying? What am I not saying that gets the answers we're looking for without mm-hmm. knowing what the even the issue is? Yeah. Frustrating. Right. And why is the IEP treated so lightly that oh it's gosh. something that you can start right. to implement later? No, they're <laughs> like, fully out of compliance. Like we could bring a lawyer in today yeah. and they're, yeah. and they're wrong. Yeah, for sure. But again, it's that idea of like, we are at the beginning of the school year. These people are going to be working with my child every day. I'm real big on transparency, on vulnerability, on like, we have to be a team, you know? And if you aren't, if you don't want to be on the team, get off the team. Like (laughs) I need a teacher who wants to, or or anyone, anyone on the team. If you don't want to be here, then I, then we need to talk about that. We need to figure that out. But if no one is talking to me and then a true, a real layer here that's not fabricated is COVID. And it mm-hmm. is that, you know, the, the teachers are communicating that they've got all like in a second grader never finished kindergarten. And so you've got a classroom full of kids who went two thirds of their kindergarten class, never went to first grade. And now they're in second grade yeah. and all the trauma that comes with each kid because they're experienced with COVID with the teacher, because they're experienced with COVID. Like teachers had traumatic experiences during um, virtual learning last year. Mm-hmm. And the, everyone's bringing that and trying to figure it out, you know? So part of the reasons assignments weren't being modified is because usually the teacher would have it done in advance, but because the kids are where they're at and she's still getting to know them um, mm-hmm. and all of that, she's like adjusting on the fly or figuring it out on the spot, even though usually the lesson plans are in place. So she can't get lesson plans according to her to the, to the special ed teacher to modify it. So they're ready for August because she's does not ready. And I'm like, well, that's not August problem. You know, like yeah. there's a million solutions here. And so we are so in the middle of it and it's just back and forth, back and forth. That's like, oh, you had a great day yesterday. And the day before that, it was so horrible. I won't even say, I couldn't even mm-hmm. say on a public space what happened mm-hmm. and to, know what to do is like, and, and I was saying to Josh, like, he's like, I don't think we sent him. I'm not opposed to that, but I'm like, I, I do feel as though this is what we've been doing. Like we did this with Mason in second grade. Like this is what we 
if we're going to have our kids in an inclusive setting in a society that is drenched in ableism, then I don't know what the, what else we do besides keep moving, keep moving forward and adjusting. Hmm. And I just don't think homeschool is an option for us. I mean, it always, everything's an option always. Um, it feels, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm so done with the whole thing. I'm like over it. And it's at the end of the day, it really, it really is a system issue. Mm-hmm. It's very systemic and it's people who have been indoctrinated by the system in which we're functioning, you know? So yeah. there is an undoing a narrative shift, if you will, that needs to happen in the individual's life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to make this work. And I guess that's what, that's where we're at is like, do you want to do this? Do you believe, do you see August and Tether the teachers, do you see Mason as an asset? Mm-hmm. Do you see her as an asset to your classroom, to this world? And as somebody who is able, and if the answer is no, then we need to find somebody else. We need mm-hmm. to figure that out yourself. My kid's not an experiment for you figuring that out, but it's not that easy. <laughs> So that's where we're at. It's a hot freaking mess. Mm. Still, it's so right. weird. It's, just like, it's never lasted this. Maybe it has lasted this long. I was going to say it hasn't. This feels like it's the hardest year we've had, but mm. I can't imagine that's true. Well, I mean, you've been through hard stuff with Mason, but you have not been through hard stuff with both Macy yeah. and Augie at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's just a lot to carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was something I'm really grateful for is August's, um, the way that he processes things and can communicate is sort of next level. And so I can say to him, and I, and I told the teachers this, I said, you realize that we can ask August and he can tell us what he's thinking and feeling and what a gift that is like in helping this situation, like for us to have understanding. Cause with Mason, it's all, a, guess, a lot of it's yeah. a guessing game. It always has been, um, which is fine too. It's just, it's just a little added trick, you know, like something that makes a little trickier where I can say to August, August, what's going on at school. And he can say to me, the math is too hard. Okay. Well, when the math is too hard, um, why do you like, why did you decide to hide under the desk? And he'll say, well, let me think about that. I'll get back to you. Like he can say stuff like that, or we'll talk about things. And he will be like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about that. Like we get to a point where it's too hard. And he says, I don't want to talk about that right now. Let's talk about that later. Um, but he can like, tell us how he's feeling and why he's feeling that way and why he's acting a certain way. Like he's freaking telling us with his behavior and his words. Yeah. So fix it. (laughs) So yes, that's, that's where we're at. Oh man. Thanks for the letting me vent. Heather, thank you for sharing. I think this is so helpful for so many parents listening who just need to know, like, not just what could happen or what could go wrong, but like, just to be on top of it, you know, Mm -hmm. like those first few days to, if you can get the teacher to communicate with you, making sure that those things are implemented, Mm -hmm. like making sure that you're doing your part, which I know you have been Heather to communicate and, and then like figuring out what to do if the teacher isn't willing to communicate back. Mm -hmm. 
do you guys have any tips for situations? I mean, do you feel like you're walking away from this, Heather, with like, in the future, this, this is what I'll do um, for parents who are trying to figure out how do I know if the IEP is being implemented or, or like for me, you know, I, I sent an email the first day of school. I didn't hear back for um, the first two days. And then I sent another email on Monday that was like, Hey teacher, you know, shooting this to the top of your inbox. Mm-hmm. And, but I, you know, I have a nonverbal kid. There's all the only thing I have to go off of is if if the bus driver can tell me something or if he's happy and he's a pretty happy guy. So I but, you know, if I'm not getting the communication, then what what do parents do if Mm. if you feel like you don't know what's going on and you don't know how to get anybody's attention? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I could go back a month or more that I, I guess the way to say it is that I wish I didn't care so much what all the people thought of us mm-hmm. um, or thought of me, the teachers and the staff in that it, it feels like a really delicate dance. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying in wanting to have good relationships and especially relationships that um, can start off. Well, these are all new people in our educational space who it's probably their first interaction with this kind of an inclusive, inclusive opportunity. And so you don't want to be like that parent that's Mm -hmm. like coming in hot in the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think in this specific scenario, maybe letting it not caring about it being so delicate, like just letting it all break and just, you know, going in a little stronger at the very beginning. Like I get that you want to get to know your, your students. However, that's not how the August is not like that. Like this inclusive Mm -hmm. situation we're asking you to do is very different than Mm -hmm. just getting to know your students. So Mm -hmm. I would like to have a meeting the first week of school or as soon as possible. Um, and coming in with like, these are all the things that need to be in place. You just assume, I assume people are going to do their jobs and it's not your job as the parent to implement the modifications and adaptations from the IEP into the classroom. That is not our job, but I guess it sounds so negative, but I would say for a tip, don't assume people are doing their jobs. Yeah. Like you got to stay on them. Um, and you can do that kindly and sweetly, but I think, I think I stayed too kind and sweet for too long. And mm-hmm. it should have been like after a week, like, Hey guys, we need to meet ASAP and per- I need to observe the classroom right away. And again, COVID I'm not, your parents aren't allowed in classrooms. Like it's, Mm -hmm. I see all those layers. So I think that a tip would be persistence and then also figuring out how to detach and take care of yourself as well, because Mm -hmm. it's all consuming and exhausting. So what is the thing that you can do today? Is it setting a timer for 30 minutes and reading a magazine or a book? Is it like giving yourself in the middle of the day, an episode of the real housewives or like going on a walk with a friend or practicing yoga or getting yourself a coffee. Like what is the thing you can do to detach for a minute? Because we're sprinting a marathon, remember? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's a lot ahead. Those would be my only tips. Those are good. Mm -hmm. 
What about you, Mercedes? Do you have tips for anybody mm-hmm. out there who is homeschooling? Oh, homeschooling. Yes. Um, I am only third year into homeschooling. Sunflower is only eight. So I am not an expert, but what I have found to be a benefit that I didn't start off doing, I didn't see as a benefit or a tool to use, but I do now is the, the ability to stop and do something else and come back to Mm -hmm. that thing we were doing. We can do that at home Mm -hmm. and I should just do that before I would have a little bit higher. Hey, Sunny for this hour. Cause you in homeschool, you don't work regular school hours. You kind of have like, okay, for this morning, this is going to be our table work time. And then for the rest of the day, we'll kind of move on and do different little like moments here and there. And for sunflower, she actually did well with table work stuff until it now she's in second grade. And now we're trying to do a little bit more second grade kind of things. And now the table work is a little bit harder. So, um, copy work of a sentence or two sentences, um, or three, I know that I'm going to get a good sentence out of her. And then I need to let her draw a picture to go with the sentence. And then we'll do another one later. And coming back to that same with reading, she loves to read, but she loves to read how she wants to read. So I have to do a lot of you read first to mom. And then I want to read to you. And then usually I get through one book with her and then she like shoes me away and then, you know, we could do it. So I have just felt like if I'm choosing to do this route of homeschool to cater to the best of how I think Sunny can learn, then I actually need to do that and still not bring in my own expectations of how school should look and how I think she should learn. So mm-hmm. if your mama out there homeschooling and have decided to tailor your child's education to what suits them best, then actually do that and make the modifications that you need to modify to make that happen. Because just as we're homeschooling, we're having to unlearn. If you went to public school, like I did and college, you have to unlearn that framework Mm -hmm. of what school looks like. Um, and that's actually kind of hard to shed, you know? So just that tip of, um, I guess take things lightly, um, and have your purpose. So what's critical to me that Mm, my kids know is how to read, um, how to be able to write and math. And I, I mean, through history, we're going to read, like, we're going to read history. We're going to do, we're going to do science experiments, but these reading math and writing are non-negotiables, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I have that expectation for sunflower as well. Also, because even Terry Brown has said that I could, you know, that Mm -hmm. she's sunny is capable of math, reading and writing. So, um, yeah. So I know those three are non-negotiable. So if we do one math problem, this is for sunny. If we do one math problem a day, if we get through a book, I have a write a sentence, then that was a successful school day, you know? I love that. Me too. I think there's like, I think if we all as parents kind of went into each of our days parenting with non-negotiables, like what, 
is the most important thing today? And what is it like, where can I have grace with myself and with the kids and where am I going to push harder? I, I feel like this is, this is a weird analogy, but I was thinking about this today. (laughs) I took my dog for a walk before we got on here to record today. And in the past and like past Micah, who I always needed to do two things at once. Like mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. I would have seen a moment like that where I'm walking my dog as being like, well, I need to make these phone calls and I need to text this person. And, or I could be listening to a book on audible at least and getting smarter or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> and, and, um, here's the truth. Sweet Richmond, my seven month year old golden doodle. He's got some anxiety y'all. He's just (laughs) can't handle seeing other dogs and other people walk by and he starts growling. And I'm so embarrassed because I'm like, he's a sweet dog. And this summer (laughs) on vacation, this one woman in Maine walked past and she was like, this dog is unfriendly. And I have like, you know, when you have those memories in your head and it like the camera zooms in on her face, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like, no, don't say my dog is unfriendly. So all that to say, I have, I have to train him on our walks. I can't just walk the dog. Yeah. I need to have his little bag of extra special treats. And whenever we're walking and I see a person coming close by or another dog, we stop. I say, sit Richmond. There's a dog. And then I give him a treat and we just sit there and look at each other and I give him a treat and that's how we're dealing with it. Right. So he's like, this is a good thing. Yay. I, and this is not a terrible thing. So all that to say, (laughs) my tip for parents is like taking what Mercedes said of like, this is, this is just these moments in our lives with our kids is sort of like when you have an anxious dog, (laughs) it's, we're not walking the dog and doing other things at the same time. We're just not. We have to have the treats. We have to stop. We have to connect. We have to um, do the thing that is going to bring healing mm-hmm. or that is going to make this thing whole. And um, it's not too late for Richmond, the dog, to not be a growler. He <laughs> is not an unfriendly dog for the rest of his life, people. So I've, I've been thinking that in terms of my kids too. Like, what, what do we need in this moment? And where am I distracted by trying to make too much fit into this moment? Like, I, I know that these days for Ace are really long. So Mm -hmm. when he gets home, how am I giving him space to like, sometimes he just needs to stim and sit on the couch and press his Thomas truck that sings like (laughs) five seconds and it just, you know, just keep going, buddy. Um, but sometimes I need to like give him comfort in other ways or jump with him on the trampoline or, or, or with my other boys, how are we getting through this? But the grace, having the grace with yourself for what it means to, uh, have accomplished, like maybe mark some, take some of the things off your list of what you're accomplishing right now. And let yourself be present to just the one thing in front of you. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. I'll take it. <laughs> I feel like such a good conversation. I want to talk to you, Heather, way more off the air. <laughs> yeah, I love you guys. And I think you're doing such a great job with your kiddos. We're awesome moms. And yeah, I don't know. School every year, every month, every semester is different, right? And mm -hmm. we'll, we'll present their challenges and hopefully we'll overcome them. <laughs> um, we will overcome thank you guys for sharing this has been such a great conversation so let's take a quick break and when we come back it will be time for our favorite part of our episode everyone good news okay parents educators pastors friends everybody listening we are headed back to school it is time back to school I'm so excited that as we head back to school, my new children's book, Different, A Great Thing to Be, will also be making its way into classrooms. I believe this book is a great resource as we help our kids navigate the school year as they have opportunities to notice, embrace, and celebrate the different in themselves and in their classmates and those around them. And I trust this book will serve as a powerful tool to help you do just that. And to be sure, here at The Lucky Few, we've created a different classroom kit full of additional resources for you to download and use to create a whole different kind of lesson for our kids and our students. This is a free resource we've created to go along with the book, Different, A Great Thing to Be. You can head to heatheravis.com different to download this free resource guide and print these out to use in your home your classroom, your churches, wherever you want to use them, because friends, different is a great thing to be. All right, we're back and it is time for some good news. Truly, take it away. Time for good news, time for good news. Everybody, welcome to the good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my ladies, what are we celebrating this week? What is our good news? Yeah, so we went to the Enrichment Center, and she has a sweet aid, and um, this is good news and a moment of like, hmm, maybe I need to check in with the aid and the teacher. <laughs> so good news is I have you ladies to help me remember those details. And um, yeah, I'm excited about this young lady that's going to be sunflower's aid and um i will do my best to have check-ins with diligent questions and um find ways to pull out answers that i truly need to know as far as communication goes but we're doing good so far drop-offs <laughs> i love it that's good um august is doing his own kind of diving into the pool. So he'll like, he got out toes on the edge in our pool. We have like one of those, I don't know what they're called. It's like a Shamu platform or like a, everyone calls them different things. So it's like a, it's like one step down, but a big space in our pool. That is that okay. a okay. shelf, like a something. Yeah. So he'll usually put his toes on the end of that and go into the water, but he's already like in the water a little bit. And then I said, try it on the edge of the pool, buddy. So he did, he goes to the edge of the pool and he puts his toes to the edge and then he puts his hands out 
And then he's like, so my hands and my head are first and then my feet. Then he does, he'll like fall in, you know, it's like yeah. he's falling in head first and his little feet are all crunched up, but it's really cute. Cause he was, it was like a, he was something, something he was scared to do. And then he did it. And now he just does it over and over and over and over again. <laughs> That's awesome. Diving is like, it's, it's not normal feeling. It to- isn't. I'm actually not a good diver. I'm really terrible. I don't even I'm do it. Scary. Really? And it's scary. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, this is And the water just goes straight up your nose. Yeah. Unless you're ready. Unless you're doing it right too. I think someone's <laughs> home is always like that. <laughs> like, well, I'm not doing it right. Cause diving is actually really hard. <laughs> totally. I'm like, I jump in feet first cannonball <laughs> holding my nose. <laughs> and I blame all the pools at public pools. I went to that always said like no diving. Exactly. No, we've, just, we've, we've been such good rule followers our whole lives. We had no opportunities. <laughs> Uh, I have good news, you guys. I, so, okay. The great thing about school for Ace is that we've, I've talked on here about his sensory needs and how intense they are. Like there's just a long list of things that need to happen every day so that he can sleep through the night Mm. He or his legs are going to wake him up. His little body is going to shake him awake. And I feel like school is exhausting him Mm -hmm. in a really awesome way. And that sensory stuff not only applies to sleep, it applies to like his ability to learn and his ability to make progress. So yesterday he came home totally tired from school and then we had music therapy and he was cranky at his music therapist. <laughs> um, and then he went and jumped on the trampoline for an hour Wow! and, and I came out to play with him and we kind of do the same thing every time we do ring around the Rosie. And then we do the Texaco song, which I taught Mercedes kids. <laughs> you did. It's so cute. I love my Texaco song. Sing and it again, because I don't remember. It's like Texaco, Texaco around. We overhead, go. New Mexico. Do the <laughs> splits, 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 turn around, round. <laughs> then you touch the ground and then you get out of town. So I... Uh, we, but when we do it, I always have Ace like say something to, to get more. So he's supposed to say, or, and he's supposed to go, I go one, two, three, and he's supposed to say go. And sometimes it's just a, ah, but he's supposed to make a sound and, and he has been doing it. He's been doing it when I go out there. And yesterday, especially, he was super verbal, like filling in those gaps for me. And when we do ring around the rosy, I always do the uh, like cows are in the meadow eating mm-hmm. buttercups. We all stand up, you know? Yeah. And he has, he said up really clearly. Yes. So, yeah. I feel like the great thing about these packed days for him is that it's meeting that need in his body. So his brain can like fire up and, and do what he wants it to do. Mm-hmm. That's, That's exciting. Awesome. That is good news. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'm going to read some good news from a listener. This is from Claire underscore brick. And she says, my son with down syndrome just finished his freshman year of high school, new school, new town, new people all during a global pandemic. Wow. That is some good news. Yeah. High, freshman year of high school. You guys, I'm two years away and Mason's going to be a freshman in high school. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not done. He rolled. Sorry. <laughs> there was a break in the page. 
Okay, all during a global pandemic. Continued. He rolled with it and embraced it all. Not a lot of extracurricular opportunities at our fingers, but our fingers are crossed for fall. And he turned 16. How did that happen? He's my youngest of four. It's always been my little guy. No, Blair Brick, thank cry. you for sharing that. I know oh, that was the sweetest. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sunny's turning nine this year, and I feel like I just, I'm like, what? Two years from 10? Aren't we? Any, I keep thinking littles. No, I'm no. raising littles. I know I'm still, I have littles, you guys. Mm-hmm. And now she's getting bigs. No, she's a bigs and entering into the bigs. I know. Not for a while still, but still. Um, okay. <laughs> Well, guys, I love you all, but we got to go. Love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, friends. And as always, we want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail or a DM on Instagram and share about your family and your good news about your loved one with Down syndrome. And if you have a product or a business that wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, then we'd love to partner with you. You can email us hello at theluckyviewpodcast.com for our sponsorship opportunities. Huge thank you to our editor, Josh Avis, our producer, Val Schleter, our sponsor, and all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcasts with friends and who have listened faithfully. Thank you for cheering us on, you guys. We really appreciate it, and the encouragement feels so great. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that you, dear listeners, supporting your loved one with Down syndrome, you are a shadow of worth and a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We are cheering for you. Love you guys. Bye. You too. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.